1: In for Coach Sheehan today on 980. Uh, the topic, well, you know the topic. The topic is search and destroy. We're building a team, a management team, that hopefully can execute in a way to get us out of last place where we reside, and uh, and that just there's nothing good about it. Part of the things you learn through the NFL is that. Um, And our next guest is going to illustrate it because he is one of the more intelligent human beings that I've ever met, which is really crazy because he played defense. But um, I've never quite figured that out. Let me just jump to the thing. Ken Harvey, how in the hell did you not be on offense? I've always thought that about you.
2: Uh, uh, I I can't catch the ball. (laughs) Hey, man. Be good. Be good at what you're good at. You know, if if, uh, if you're good at hitting somebody, the intelligent person is knowing the skill that they have and learning how to master that skill. And so, regardless of offense, it's that.
1: Here's <laughs> what I say, and I know you've got the podcast. You've got uh, you're an author, a uh, guy I highly respect. I think you learn. Um, I had in nine years, I had five different head coaches. My first five years, I had a different coach every year. And I don't think – I think what's lost on this is because the NFL, you make a profit even if you're dumb Dora. You can't fail financially in this. It makes it more conducive to hire friends and family because what do you have to lose? Nothing but your job. And then somebody else will hire you because trash gets recycled in the NFL more than anything I've ever seen in my life. So I needed your and wanted your expertise on this because I, I'm happy with Adam Peters because he's been around success. When you can say you've got New England, Denver, and the Niners on your resume, you check that box. You check that box. I'm asking you in the vetting system, what I'm encouraging is that we at least – have an interview, or do you think we should bring in the GOAT or the Billy GOAT in Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh?
2: Okay, I've been thinking about that for a little bit. So so you run – here's the deal. You you, While while they're great coaches and all, you know, one is is, is older and so it's a limited amount of time. Two, you end up doing the same thing that – that Snyder did in the sense that uh, you get somebody, a coach with a big name who may be not necessarily past his prime, but it's a big draw because he's a coach. And while that's good, you know, sometimes it's the the fire that they had. It's more of a a power play is who's going to be the one who brought the team to victory. Who's going to be the one who's, uh, you know, the superstar. And you can run into the same issues that Snyder ran into when he was trying to run the team. Of of creating these monsters that don't necessarily produce, but it's going to jack your ticket prices up, and it's going to be a big sale, But it's not a long; it's a short term victory, but not a long term victory. And what you got to do is invest in a long term strategy of how to win the game.
1: Yeah, see, and I don't want another um, attraction. I'm not trying to the focus word. on yeah. hype. I'm trying to win. And yep. doing the things like getting – first of all, to have a guy like Adam Peters not consider you a clown show, not trying yep. to ruin his resume, he looked at – that was the first vote of confidence to me. Yep, A linebacker mm-hmm. who usually don't get the first crack at these jobs. He went down there and D'Amico did with a rookie quarterback from a Buckeye. To me, he turned water into wine. I wonder what you thought about that watching a, a guy like a linebacker coach that went in and won the story and built a winner?
2: See, see like coaching, it, it's not so much – I mean, the position is the position because, you know, it's about winning. And, you know, a, a, a great offensive person knows how to win. A great defensive player knows how to win. But you also know that you win with a great team around. You're going to have a great offensive coordinator. You're going to have a great defensive coordinator. You're going to have that mindset – that players can relate to but they also know that they better give a hundred percent out on the field and, and do their job. A good linebacker coach, a good defensive coach is gonna say, you gotta study your playbook. You gotta understand the skill set. We're gonna we're gonna push you to become the very best that you can be. What we've had here so much has been more of a show, like you said, an attraction. But it's not necessarily been about the training, not hasn't been about the teaching mind in the sense of you know, how could you have a defense where guys are running around and they don't know what they're doing?
1: Why well, I don't know. No, you. Ken, Ken, you being nice. Primary receivers, the team's number one guy, wide open. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
2: And, and 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 it's not it's not necessarily skill set. It's 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 guys that don't believe in what they're doing, don't have the confidence. Or for me, you know, when, when, as opposed to. People say, ah, I don't want to go there. Or, oh, this is my last chance to get a game. Some of it is, is, technique, you know. Some of it is, is you know, not there and count. You know, when when I played, it was one you know, thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand
1: three. He, he talked it. He talked you through it about hand, a, a group. So when we have all these ones. I thought it was a mass underachievement because 100%. I never saw them completely dominate a no line, and it's got to be more than scheme it's got to be technique and scheme so i go to you and say why didn't it work
2: so so it is technique and scheme and then i think it was half the time people were afraid to 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 go 100% or or not even afraid they didn't go 100% like like everything that you said on the list is, is right but then the, the other part of it is you use one of then you turn it into a bull rush, and you turn that bull rush into a inside move rush. It's communication on the players' part to the coach, and the coach said, "Okay, I see that. Go ahead and do that." And then working with the players in what the skill set that they have. I don't think, I don't think we had once we had that big drop, which everyone thought, you know, these two guys were, you know, or this group was going to be the massive group. I think that's the way they game planned it. Our front four was going to be so dominant that we were lazy, they were lazy in the way they they did the defensive scheme because they thought the front four was going to be so dominant. And when it became when it wasn't as dominant, they didn't have anything to back up. And like you know as a good fighter, you can you can't just depend on a great right hook. You got to you got to depend on uh, your bobbing and weaving, you got to depend on your uppercut. You got to depend on your footwork. I think we just put all our money on the front four and it didn't produce.
1: But, see, here's the thing that I want to focus on. It's not about passing blame. What I don't want to do is repeat the sins of our past. I think that we devalue assistant coaches. We don't talk about position coaches as much as we should. You can't be this poor in this many categories unless you have poor instructors. It's like teaching. We didn't have good teachers. Our secondary was embarrassing, yet they had talent. And they flash. And I thought that 29, if the oldest guy there is the best guy there, that's not what you – we got a problem. You got a problem. He had the least amount of physical attributes and gave you the best results because he's smart. And he used it – he's like self-coaching. That should never have to happen. And I don't want to see that repeated again because you know if you have an under – producing unit it's because the instructor is probably just having to be a neighbor or a coach.
2: So, so my best example would be, you know, me in the weight room with money Coleman and I'm yeah. trying to lift weights yeah. and I'm struggling, you know, but <laughs> he's behind me and he's like, come on, Ken, get this yeah. up!" And then all of a sudden I'm pushing the weight up that I, did, I think I didn't think I could get. Right. But because you got the right motivation, you got the right coaching, you got the right person that's spotting you, and that's what you're talking about. Assistant coaches and coaches, they're going to push a good player to become great. And if you have the wrong coaches, you can make a great player become good, or average, or subpar. And so it's not necessarily blame. But if you look at some of the techniques, you know, we all looked at all our positions, and you say, right. oh his technique is poor. Oh, what is he doing?" Even with uh, – I'm, I'm switching it a little bit. Uh, you look at the um, Philadelphia Eagles. You say, yeah. What are they doing? They're not taking a proper angle. Who's teaching them how to take an angle to get to a tackle? You know, use the sideline as your best friend. Some of the things that were basic to us, it seems like they weren't teaching. But then if you go way back to the beginning, of the issues are. It, it didn't just happen automatically. It started way in the beginning, way back when.
1: And we point these things out because we want our audience, <clears throat> the foot, burgundy, and gold nation to understand. look at the game yourself. You ought to be able to self-evaluate and realize something is wrong. And that's why I'm focusing on the teachers, not the head coach. I'm not worried about that. Adam Peters will figure it out. I'm sorry, but y'all seem like you want a Toastmaster. You want yeah. a TV show host. Yeah. That doesn't produce it. The guys I won the most with, Dick Vermeil, Joe Gibbs, were not Toastmasters. <laughs> right? They didn't yeah. have a golf bag in their trunk. Yeah. No. It, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but wake up and realize that when Adam Peters said, I don't care if it's offense or defense, I want the best leader of yeah. men. Bingo. Yeah.
2: And that, that's a hundred percent. I mean, it's you know, it's it's it, it's been it's been the same thing. It's it's habits, right? And 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 you create a habit, and you don't even realize you're in the habit because it's dominating your life. And so our habit in this community has been big show, buy a ticket, get disappointed. Big show, buy a ticket, get disappointed. Same thing, you know. I go to the Cowboys, right? Go to the playoffs. Oh, we're we're the best team in the world. Oh. Yeah. We're sitting on the bench with the Commanders and the Eagles watching the Super Bowl.
1: They yeah, they play one more game than we do every year. Just one yeah, more. Right? Yeah,
2: right? Right? And they got all this stuff. And so and so, you get used to these habits, and it becomes a part of your lifestyle, and you don't even realize it's a habit. And so you need some out, somebody on the outside. You need somebody to look at it from a different perspective to say, okay, you know what? I see what the problem is, just like you're talking about on the show. I see what the problem is. It's not – necessarily you're not putting the blame on any coaches or anybody but you're saying there's some things that you have to go back and reevaluate what about your technique what about the little things what about the hustle who's all hustling in the ball what's the motivation in the locker room the little intangibles that could make a person become good to great and that's what you need those are those are the things that leaders can pull out of somebody that an average person can't and that's what'll make the team great
1: well, my friend, do you have a do you have a choice? Do you have a horse in a race. Is there anybody that you would recommend? And I know you may have not have put a ton of time into it, but who are several people you would like to see just interviewed for the job?
2: Yeah, I don't have a horse in a race, and I haven't okay. put any time into it. So I appreciate okay. you giving Smart me. Smart man out on never that.
1: answers something he doesn't know. Yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate that. See, if you um, was 26 years old and your last name was Willingham, your first name was Linnell. I guarantee you'd have turned that into a dissertation. Yeah, right, oh yeah, I, made, I made up some stuff and, and then yeah, oh hey, join know, the join the party. Yeah, I get it. Right, Ken, you your head time head. is he, invaluable, man. Thank you so hey, much. thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You got it, Ken Harvey. As Coach Thompson would say, simply one of the best. To that, DD, we go to break and we come back. DD, you way too quiet, man. I know you've been you working you're working with the lioness every day. You can be you today, Denton. You get to talk, you got an open mic. I want you to let yourself go.
3: I think I, I think I can do that for the final half of the show. Uh, that's Thank my you. promise to you.
1: Thank you. So used to working with a tyrant. Oh, my goodness. It's all good. It really is. And we uh, really appreciate this guy. You know, these defensive guys that talk in techniques, and I learned it from Tony. Tony McGee, and all kidding aside, today is his birthday. And uh, he's closer to 100 than he's ever been. Let's just put it that way. And um, But as a matter of fact, I may lean on him tomorrow, D.D., That'd be great. But yeah, better I think to celebrate so. Celebrate his birthday than with us, right? Yeah, and but it's also about technique. Defense does not get, we don't vent it like we do offense. Steps, hand, but it's so technique based. Just listen to Harvey. It's like a clinic. It's like, how the hell could they not have him come over there? I mean, and he's a cow guy. That's when I knew this thing was a scam. You got a guy that bright that enthusiastic who's I mean I got to cover here I mean I'm watching these guys they were phenomenal how they put the work in and that's how I go there's no incentive when you get paid this kind of money and you don't have to win to keep your job you know it's just it's just absolutely burns me up to have talent like former players like him and there are others high IQ get it care about it never lean on never other than to come around and do some low-level you know, meet and greets. No, you need to be talking to the players with the coaches in there and letting them know how much you care about them and how what they're doing is unacceptable. That's the beauty about going back to your alma mater. You look at it, you hope you still care, but if you see things, you go, wait a minute, oh, what's up with this? It's a clown show. And you take pride in the product. And Dag Nabbit, I'm going to always express that for the kids because of the way the fan base treated us here. Unconditional love. And the very least you can do is bust your behind and get the job done. Do better. You got to do better. To that, on a break, D.D., we come back more. This is the Coach Sheehan Show. Doc Walker on the air chair along with Denton Day. We got this thing going. The only way I know how to do it,
4: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to Coach Sheehan Show, Team 980. Rig Doc Walker on the microphone, didn't they? Behind the glass, pushing all the right buttons. We thank the Ace Law Listener Line, 301-230-0980. And, of course, we could not have been able to land that whale that we just landed, both of them, and Carpenter and uh, Mr. Harvey, without the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Or visit betql.com. We are locked and loaded. There's absolutely no way in the world that we should we should lose. Sounds like you want to go quarterback, huh, DD?
3: I, I think we should. You know, we yeah. Let's do when it. When you talk about hiring the head coach, their first big decision is going to be well, who do I want to quarterback this team? Obviously, you have uh, number two overall. You could go the position of, of drafting a quarterback with that pick you could trade potentially for a Justin Fields maybe you love Sam Howell I I feel like that's going to be a small minority of people but maybe there's someone out there that loves Sam Howell so do you have a feel or do you have a preference on on the direction that the team goes I I think you and I are, are both of the belief I don't want to put words in your mouth but this is not going to be a, a quick rebuild like this this will take a, a little bit of time to get things right but that's how the best things are made, right? Like you don't make a gourmet meal in twenty seconds. It takes a little bit of time to to prep everything to, to really make it good.
1: Well, that depends on the chef. Talent rules. D'Amico Ryan didn't he did it in one year. If you look at what's going on in Jacksonville, and there's no Urban Meyer left that as a like a, a contaminated area. Presto. Got it fixed. Striking who we now know is why Philadelphia was fueled by them coordinators. They left Indianapolis was garbage and they were a play away from being in it. So why I always go, well, wait a minute, hold it, slim. It depends on who you get and what your purpose is. Because how often are you going to be, have the second pick in the draft? That's what you have to ask yourself. Well, we have it damn near every four or five years because we're stuck on stupid. But now that you're about to get off that courtesy of Adam Peters, who, by the way, is a Bruin, for those of you that didn't know, now you're starting to stabilize. But it's no longer four years to build it. That's a con job. All right? So you got to say, if I get the right people in my building with purpose and I don't have to wake them up in the morning – your first mistake is that you got people that you had to wake up. The guys I'm bringing in, they hardly ever sleep. They sleep standing up because we are in last place. And in order to get out of last place, you have to stop doing the things that last place people do. Carpenter was, he couldn't have been more explicit in it. You can't be popular. And be successful at the same time until you win. I'm sorry. But we're going to ruffle some feathers. Unless all you experts like being in last place year after year. Well, I for one don't. And don't ever plan on doing it. You don't accidentally, you can't accidentally win at every level in your life. Unless you've been around people that get it. That push you beyond the thresholds of pain. You can't be comfortable and win. I'm sorry to break the bad news to you. It's not fantasy. This is real life, grown-ass man lined up across the aisle from you with bad intentions. And I'm sorry if I'm not a shotgun guy on goal line. Never have been, (laughs) never will be. I don't care about how innovative you are. Why I like Dan Campbell so much is that he's a caveman. Caveman. And Ben Johnson has seen that. You can be innovative and tough at the same time. Joe Gibbs was. Played center. He coached the offensive line. His core value system, his core value system was control the line of scrimmage. You think the Hogs just happened by accident? He had Joe Bugle, Jim Hannafin, Hall of Famers, because there's no more valuable position other than the quarterback position that you have to make sure you maintain. He had Jerry Rome, specifically with the quarterbacks, like two guys for one coach. Are you brain scientists. How come you never picked up on that and demanded that that be duplicated? You think it's accidental that you have five coaches that are currently coaching in the NFL that were here? Wake up. And you did, courtesy of Adam Peters. Now, quarterback, listen, if you watch Caleb Williams – on tape, what don't you
3: like? From a nitpicking perspective, or from a very yeah. broad perspective?
1: No, no. From an, oh, you got to nitpick. We gotta, we gotta overanalyze it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be us. For, from the from the overanalyzing and, and nitpicking
3: perspective, yeah.
1: you got to nitpick it. We got to break him down and build him back up.
3: The thing that I have been a little alarmed with this year, in particular, Doc. Uh-huh is that it really felt like at times, whether this was intentional or unintentional, but it started to feel a little intentional, that Caleb Williams loved leaning into the idea that he was Mahomes-esque. Right. So it, it felt like there were some plays where there was a lot easier of a play to be made, an easier read, you can pick up a little bit of yards, keep the chains moving, live to see another down, and he wanted to do a little too much running around, running in circles in the backfield before ultimately either throwing the ball away or taking a very small gain. So I'd like to see a little less of that if he ends up being the guy here because I think that's dangerous, right? I think that's one of the things that Sam struggled with is not getting the ball out of your hands quick. And you can do a little bit of the running around things when you're playing lesser opponents in his particular conference. But once he started to play the really good opponents... In the Pac-12, your Bruins, Oregon, you started to see that was ineffective. He played Notre Dame, and you're like, "Whoa, all right, he can't, he can't do this." He plays Utah, and you know they got them dudes in Utah, right? Like you, you can't just do that anymore. So I, I hope to see less of that. That's the one thing that really sticks out when you watch him. It was a little too, little too Mahomes-ish. I, I don't want the 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 knockoff Patrick Mahomes. I, I want to draft a guy that's going to be his own self and, and build us to a winner.
1: Yeah, and those those are all fair. Their defense was horrible, so he ended up having to be more of a superhero than a quarterback, and uh, that that surprised me. It surprises me to win a Heisman Trophy at the University of Southern California and come back and you're not even a finalist. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 looking at that, going really love the dude's escapability. He is ideally built for a team that's rebuilding because he's a loose. He can get out. He won't die in the pocket. He'll live for another day. And he definitely should be considered in all this. But that's their job. They got to break down. I'm not concerned about the athletic side. The dude, there's nobody, in my opinion, more talented. But that's just half the game. The problem we've here, we never get in and vet people mentally. Can you handle – The DMV. Can you handle our ferocious fan base? Can you handle social media? Can you handle being wealthy? That's what for every player. And you don't know until they are. But you better have somebody that can figure it out. I don't know any of them personally, but I can tell you what my instincts tell me. I look at that kid at Louisiana State University. And I go, wow. Okay. He can play. <laughs> he I can play. Yeah. He hard for me to pass up. because, But I don't know him. Again, that's not my job. But my job is to give you an eyeball look. And I go, and I said it last year. Last year, when I saw Caleb get out, his feet, his feet are better than Holmes. And he's got the same gum, same or He can do it. He's a generational, physically gifted player but you got to have more than that to work in this league because you got to be able to handle the success that surrounds your celebrity
3: are you bothered by his height at all caleb not at all not at all because he's taller
1: he... than Mahomes?
3: homes no he's not he's uh he's, not, he's yes. listed at one, so he's about
1: yeah you know what Sam's i'm gonna height. say i'm gonna say like the kid down in uh carolina that was at alabama They talked about his height. I go, did you see him play? I said, all you got to do is mirror Alabama. And if you mirror Alabama, which means you got to have a dominant offensive line and weapons, he'll produce for you. But don't think you're going to take him, you not Alabama, that he's going to get crushed. What Caleb impressed me with this year, with our average team, he still kept them alive. He kept them fighting. He won't die. You can't kill him. That I love about him. Now, managing all that, that's somebody else's problem. They got to deal with that. But I would definitely vet it. And if your program's not built to do it, let it go. Because you don't have time to monitor and baby. You ain't got time for all that in last place. I got to figure out how do I not blow it. Now, normally in my lifetime, I would never consider a wide receiver ever (laughs) that high ever. I don't care who it is. Jerry rice, none of them. But let me tell you something about this kid. This dude different. He's good. He reminds me of James Arthur monk in that he's not, Hey, look at me. He don't even give a damn. If you had the game, this dude and I would never even hit my conversation. Usually, I don't even discuss anybody that can fit through my door without bending down. But I would definitely want to vet him. He's not out of the picture. And, of course, the big the big uglies uh, from Penn State and Notre Dame, if I could get – I'd be thinking, how can I get both of them? I Really, that's, how, that's me. I'm thinking right now, it's a lot of talent, man. It's a lot of talent. Whether the Carolina kid, and I hear some of the most ridiculous things that they do, what do you expect? You, you're paying attention to X, social media. You wouldn't get a quarterback because the guy you have here is from Carolina? Are you serious?
3: Oh, It's the stupidest
1: thought process. You've seen this kid play? I love the kid out of Oregon. Now, he traveled down a road i like my quarterbacks to go through. It didn't work at Auburn. But he fixed himself. I'd rather a guy fix himself when he's not on my dime than I having to pay for his rehab. What more do you want? I'm leery of the guy that hadn't been kicked, hadn't been injured, hasn't recovered from something, because I don't know how he will react. So there's a lot of lessons. I mean, those two, if you had to put me to it, um, and eventually, not today, but eventually, we'll have to say, okay, who would you pick? But that requires more than reading a two-line bit on Google. Huh. you got to crunch the film a little bit there. you got to go to work. And even more than work, I've seen the film. What I haven't spoken to, see, and I had a conversation with some of our past administrators here when they made that Albert Hainsworth mistake. And I said to a couple of very prominent people, I go, did you guys go talk to his high school counselors? Did you go to his junior high? Because I know people from the area. He was a jackass in eighth grade. How did you get caught off guard? There's nobody that had anything decent to say about the guy in three different places he went. Oh, I get it. You were not equipped to be in a position to make the decisions you made. You did it out of emotion. The owner got involved. And when I confronted them, About it, they said they passed the buck. You can always tell when you got the wrong guy in charge. When you ask him a question, he tells, oh, that guy did it. Really? You the guy in charge? That's why when Adam Peters said it won't be an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, it will be the best leader of men. That's when I said, that's my dog. Finally. Finally. We got a grown-ass adult in here who actually knows how to build something special and not just inherit it. Character, folks, we finally have a psychologist on staff. Thank God, over there. Unfortunately, they were like 10 years too late. You think it's easy for people to be have this kind of wealth and notoriety and to balance themselves? You need help. There's nothing wrong with that. We did about everything you could do ass backwards. So it's going to take a minute. But to answer your question, those are the guys that intrigue me a bit. But I still tell you what, Bo, I mean, there are a lot of guys that I like. But let's just say you didn't go quarterback. Let's take the quarterback out of the position at two. Then what would you do? Hold that thought, and we'll come back. And let's light it up on that if we can. It's not for everybody. You know your courage. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Courtesy of Ace Law Listener Line. Holla at you. We'll be back.
3: College Hoops last night. Northwestern beats Maryland 72-69. to Jameer Young scored 36 for the Terps. Zero points off the bench for Maryland in the loss. Bill Belichick will get a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons this weekend with signs pointing to potentially him being the next coach. For the Atlanta Falcons, Mark Andrews listed as a full participant in practice yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens, which means he should be good to go this weekend in their divisional round matchup against the Texans. And that's what's trending.
4: After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like...
5: We need the report ASAP.
4: You deserve Madela If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Tourist, tour. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
3: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
1: It is Coach Sheehan's show, but Coach is out today. And uh, as always, he has <clears throat> trusted me with the keys to the, uh, what would you call his, his plane? Um, G what, G5? G5. AF one. AF one, yeah. You know, AF1, maybe yeah, KS1, AF1. You know, Kevin yeah. Sheehan won, yeah. Yeah, she Kevin Sheehan won. And we just promised not to wreck the damn thing, and and uh we're honored that he trusts us to do it, and uh we'll do we'll do what we do. Shout out to G from the shop on X. It says Bo Nix showed he's a dog at Auburn. He showed me he's a QB one long time ago. And athletically, the boy. He bad man, big, strong, athletic freak with a gun and has to be considered. Ross says, Doc, looking at Caleb Williams highlights, he is good, but his weapons are sick. Well, NFL, everybody's got sick weapons, so he would fit in right, right well. I think it's more of a matter of what you've actually seen, and I don't mean a highlight. And why would you go through all the toils of searching this unless you were getting paid to do it? Nobody's expecting you to do that. But let's keep this real. You don't watch the news and have any idea on one segment of the news what's going on in the world. You got to pay attention to more than that. Let's go to the Ace Law listener lines. And Bonesy kicks us off. K-9. Hey, Doc Walker. This
6: is Man, thank you guys for taking my call. You know, uh, yeah, uh, the quarterback situation. You know, I'm like, you know, I like Jaden Daniels' talent. You know, and uh, and uh, I had to look at the same thing with Kade Williams in reference to his size, right? So this is a, another reason why I was going with Jaden Daniels or even Drake me because, you know, we haven't had a tall quarterback here since. Uh, Jason Campbell and Doug Williams, you know. So we need something, you know, like 20 pounds, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, and just man, just, you know, redo our roster, man. You know, get us some talent on the roster, man, you know, on the first line and on the second line, you know, you know, with the backup guys be able to, you know, stand in there representing with the, with the first string guys, man, and not miss a beat, man. You know, we need, a lot of, we need a lot of talent, you know what I mean, and especially on the special teams, too, you know, because that was one of the things that Joe Jackson gives in them uh, stress, man. You know, we had a lot of good players on the special teams back then, you know, so we need some out special team players, man, some linebackers, man, you know. You need a coach in here, man, that, you know, want to get down to the details, get down to the nitty-gritty because, like I say, you know, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, man, you know, if something going on down there at Ashburn that yeah, it wasn't going on like a call-out. call-out, man, when y'all was a call-out, y'all practice. I don't know what's going on down there at Ashburn, but the vibe ain't right, you know, because when these players hit the field, you know, they don't be prepared to play. So, you know, like again, I said we need to uh, investigate A- Ashburn and change the vibe down there so that these players, man, can come in and want to play and don't be complaining about somebody being they coached too hard or, you know. Oh, man, I don't know. Well, yeah. Hear we'll we'll I, see that. You know, Bonesy, appreciate yeah. that,
1: man. I got to hustle the green belt because Jonesy, I don't want to be on his bad list. Jonesy, green belt, canine, welcome.
7: Hey, uh Jonesy's green belt flag has been transferred over to Deanwood, DC. So that's oh, where you I okay. could be found now. Um Okay. How you doing, keeper of the K9? Look at Hey here. man,
1: uh I, when you get Denton Day uh, riding shotgun with you, I can't lose.
7: I know that's right. Daytime Denton is the man, and that's why I love. Hey look, check this out. I hear all the noise on Caleb Williams. My only red flag with him other than whatever the injury history was, is here a homeboy, Doc. We get homeboys around here, and, you know, they think they arrived. You know what I mean? I mean, the last two didn't work out so well. Haskins, oh, Young. I mean, you know, he, he had his endorsement deal. We got to bring who, if we do bring a homeboy here, Caleb Williams, Washington, D.C., we got to help him and make him understand. this is We need football first. You know, we know you're going to get endorsements, this, that, and the third. But football first, we need winning on the field. You're winning off the field, that's personal and that's on you. You know what I mean? I should never hear my quarterback, defensive end, or any other player that we draft in any round of the day, not just the first, in any round, get up on no podium and tell me, you know, when I ask the question, oh, hey, how come you wasn't in, uh, you know, offseason season workout? Well, you know, I got to go make that money. You know what I'm saying? I got an endorsement. I ain't trying to hear that. He's the guy I don't want. Give me the guy that's hungry and, and been eating pork and beans out of the can and ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? Come here and, and ready to make a difference. Like I said, I want to well, see going back to the playoffs on the regular. I want to see us pretty much get to a championship at least once or twice more. Before I become in the retirement age stage, and I'm 54 years young now. So let's get this thing rolling.
1: Well, that's why. And I'll be
7: satisfied.
1: That's why you have to trust Adam Peters. I can't, now that we've flushed the toilet, let's move forward and realize that adults are not going to invest millions into a kid and not give the kid some parameters And guidelines, there are things that we do, do's and don'ts, and period. And if you don't feel like you can handle that, then stay away from local talent. Annapolis, our next stop. Steve, welcome.
8: Okay, Doc, it's good to talk to you. Uh, I I heard what you're saying. I want to talk about you for one second, and let's talk about when I, I watched, I think I saw every single play you ever did when you were playing for the Washington Redskins. And one thing I know about you is, you gave it everything you had on every single play. You were you never took a minute off. You never took a second off. You were when you were in it to, from the beginning to the end. And that's uh, that's what we want when we're looking at a quarterback. Steve, I, you must have I missed the games. I, so go ahead. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not kissing your butt, but I'm just telling you what I'm looking
1: for in yeah, a player. Yeah, but, you know, Steve, I appreciate players. all that, but I worked for Animal Trainer. See, so I got Joe Bugle <laughs> on one side. I got I Warren Simmons an on another side. I got Joe Jackson Gibbs. That's what I'm saying. All you know they ain't going to hire an Animal Trainer. They might hire one, okay? Oh, they might. So no, I mean, it. I hope they do. That's my whole, right. my whole intentions with this. Is to just educate I'm, the, the guy public. That
8: I want, the guy that I want, the guy that want? I salivate over, the guy that I get chills seeing in burgundy and gold is, is Daniels. I went to LSU. My family lives in Baton Rouge. They, uh, they've told me, they certainly know him, and the way they know him is through other people. And I trust these people down there to tell yeah. me what kind of guy he is. He is a working a holic when it comes down to doing the, his craft. Now some people say he's uh, skinny. Well, I'm going to tell you somebody else who was skinny. Lamar Jackson was not the biggest kid when he walked into this onto the field when he was starting with Baltimore. He was six two two hundred, and he now he's 6'2", 215. This guy's 6'4", 215. He can put some pounds on. Uh, this is a guy we want. This is a guy we should be looking at. I'm going to have to back we, out. I uh, love you there, brother.
1: And, hey, Steve, uh, we Steve attend the same Center. congregation, all right? Because yep. when you mentioned, yep. mentioned Baltimore, and and look what happened. He went to the 32nd pick because people in this league didn't understand him. They still don't necessarily. The public still doesn't hey, get it. But I'll tell I you what.
8: Can I say one more thing about that before I got to go? I was at the Miami game. I was at the Baltimore-Miami game. I have seen some of the Hall of Famers up and down the line. I've seen Unitas, the Marino. I've seen great quarterbacks in person. That was the best quarterbacking I've ever seen in person, out of Lamar Jackson. And I think Daniels is as good or better than him. Well, we're at the
1: same congregation. Steve, thanks for calling, man. See you. D.D., can we get uh, Hagerstown now or after let Yeah, let's, we got time. Let's squeeze them in. Okay, Keith, out in Hagerstown, thanks for being patient. Hey, hey what's up,
5: Doc? Um, two quick things. One, yep. I'm trading back. I'm getting a whole haul of picks, and I'm not putting all my eggs in this quarterback basket. I think we've got to learn our lesson from this. It's, it's, okay, give me the plan. It's it's me, tell the me how. Team. It's about the team, the team, the team. It's not about the individual. I love the caller earlier saying football first. It's about the team first. I don't need to put all my eggs in one guy. I want to build a roster of guys that are hungry. And then I, I do have a question, though, um, yeah. and it's relating to your experience with Joe Bugle and those folks. I'm yeah. hearing about Ben Johnson. I'm not excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at a guy, and I'm saying to myself, he is the beneficiary of a leader of men, and that's Dan Campbell. And so yeah. what I want on our roster is I want I want a dude running the program and But you had a different dynamic there in Washington, right, with the Redskins where Gibbs was a genius, but he had other guys that could step in and, and keep things going. So I'm not excited about Ben Johnson. How do you get me excited to move in the same direction that Gibbs did? I'll take your answer off air, man. Thanks.
1: All right, thank you. Appreciate that, Keith. Uh, I'm excited about Ben, but I also made the point two hours ago, give me a first-round quarterback. Give me a guy been to a Super Bowl. It's going to accelerate my deal. What happened down in Houston has been unmatched. And see, so you you hear crickets on that. See, there are a lot of people in the public that don't want this revealed. You look at what's going on there. A defensive-minded head coach, which is popular, say now that you don't like that. Okay, cool. But you can't say why. Nobody really can. It's not the position. That's why Adam Peters... Is the guy. It's the leader. Any good coach with his salt at the professional level will have something to say about offense and defense. But how do you deal with people? And this dude took a quarterback from Ohio State and, and look at him playing. Now, he's still playing. And if they beat the Ravens and upset the Ravens, yeah, okay, we'll go, wow. Well, didn't expect it, but not stunned. Don't sleep the fact, folks you got to get the best people you can get your hands on to have a scheme. And I'm telling you now, Mike McDonald, again, don't sleep. He could be baby Belichick. He has shut down the Shanahan system, which is in about six different teams now. If he smokes, I'm telling you, don't be misled. It ain't about the position, it's the person. And now you got to do you have enough dog in you to lead us back to glory to break. We go next hour. We'll open up if D.D. will open the door of the Ace Law listener line at 301-230-0980. Love the heat that y'all are bringing right now.
0: Let's roll. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?